Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Reclaiming Her podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Belden. I'm a mom, a human design manifester, a mystic, and a mentor. And I'm really excited to continue our journey together on this series of human design. Today's guest is Tiffany. Tiffany is a health and wellness practitioner based in Monterey, California. She is also the host of the Craft Wellness Podcast, where she introduces professionals and enthusiasts who help guide you to tools for creating wholeness. Her hope is to provide a safe space where you can heal and grow, and you can connect with Tiffany at thecraftwellness.com, as well as through all social channels at The Craft Wellness. Tiffany is a manifesting generator, and in today's episode, we really dive into how to access your intuition or your authority in human design and just how powerful this is. Please stay tuned to the end of this episode where I share just a little bit more about how to navigate the journey once you have identified what your soul is looking for and then maybe what to do with it. But until then, enjoy today's episode. Hi, Tiffany. Welcome to the Reclaiming Her podcast. Hi, Brooke. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to um, to have you on and just to dive into human design a little bit more and just see how this language and this experience um, resonates with you because you're already doing so much spiritual work as a healer. And um, yeah, so I'm just excited to see how this resonates with you as well. Yes, same, same. Okay, then let's just jump right in. So um, first and foremost, you know, there's a couple of basics in human design that, um, I use the term basics, but like all basics, sometimes it, they're the most important. They're the most important pieces right. to embody and to step into. And, um, and so we'll, we'll dive into those first. So the first part of your design type is your type and you are what's called a manifesting generator. And as a manifesting generator, you are a multi-passionate human being. That sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I love it when you get a laugh, like, uh-huh, right away. On the yeah, yeah. Way. Like, but, but I like that term better because it, it makes it sound like more positive than I can't make up my mind. Well, right. So I think that that's what's so huge about um, when people learn that they're a manifesting generator, because so often in our society and the way that we have been taught things is that you're supposed to find your thing and then you're supposed to stick with it like every day until you die. And for manifesting generators, that can feel very uncomfortable. Right. And we can give ourselves the message that there's something wrong with us. Like, why can't I find my thing? Why can't I, you know, like just stick to something? I'm always changing my mind. And as a manifesting generator, your energy is actually really, really powerful because you are here to teach the rest of the humans how to be more efficient. It's like, if you talk about like, we get shit done, you're the ones that get shit done. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. And yeah, that totally, it makes so much sense for my life. Because if someone needs to get shit done, they're like, oh, call Tiffany. Yes. <laughs> because you have she'll figure energy. it out and she'll do it super fast and super efficient and it'll be accurate and it'll be done. And yes, just call her. Yeah. Well, and that's it, you know? And so as you start, you know, as you navigate through life, well, even, I mean, you were, you were talking to me a little bit about the work that you do now. And I mean, it's, you have like four different things. 
yeah 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 so I'm a mom yeah and um and then I also do body work as my daytime job right and then I also have my own podcast which I guess is also my other daytime job I don't really have a night job <laughs> mom's being a mom's my night job yeah um yeah so I'm I'm in many places and to not be in many places is it sounds weird, but it's almost exhausting for me to not be doing multiple things. Yeah. You probably get bored like really easily. Yeah. And it's, it's exhausting for other people. Cause they're like, can't you just sit still? Like, no, I cannot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, okay, cool. So, you know, I think that that's, that's one of the biggest parts is that it's like, it's knowing that and embodying that and owning that so that there doesn't need to be, you know, again, it's this deconditioning process that all of the messages that you are telling yourself because society has conditioned you to say that, well, you're off or wrong in some way, shape or form, because you're not able to find that one path and stick to it. You know, it's your way to be like, no, actually, you know, like I'm, I'm not designed that way. I'm not designed to just find that one path. I'm designed to do many things. I like that. Um, I like that languaging too. I'm designed to do many things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, human design is really, I find it very positive and empowering because, and even in the spaces, like as we dive into your chart, even in the spaces that are, um, what we call undefined, right. Mm. It's not that it's not from, even though it's undefined, it's not a space of lack. Like you are who you are. You're designed to be the person you're supposed to be with all of its fullness and all of the spaces that are here to learn and grow. And that's really the magical, like that, that beautiful mix is this, you know, artistic way of you being who you're supposed to be. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so next in your, in your chart, there is what's called a strategy and your strategy is essentially how you use your design type so that you are in alignment, right? With your design. So the strategy for a manifesting generator is to respond. Now, the, the interesting part about a manifesting generator is that you're in essence, you are a generator, but you have some manifester properties. And so if you look at kind of, there's four different design types with one subtype. And so if you kind of look at how they all work together, I think that's important, especially for manifesting generators, because you kind of like, you know, ebb and flow a little bit between being a generator and being a manifester. So manifestors are here as the creators. They are the initiators. They're the fire starters. Generators bring, are the life force. They bring the life force into all of the work that, you know, the, that has been initiated by the manifestors. Okay. Okay. The, um, the, uh, projectors are the, like the teachers, they're the ones who can see what has been created, what's been given life, what's been brought to manifestation. And, and they're like, how can we make that a little bit better? Right. And then the reflectors reflect back to us what's really working and what's not working. So the manifesting generators are a subtype of a generator that kind of ebb and flow between that, um, that, that generator. And then they have some of those manifest manifestor properties. And so you'll probably notice that your strategy, uh, 
as a generator, the strategy is to respond and the strategy as a manifester is to inform. So a lot of times mm. responding is waiting for the waiting for the, your because you're pulling in energy, you're attracting energy into all the time. And so when you're looking at things like, okay, I want to start a new job, or I want to move to a different place, or I want, you know, really anything right in life, then a manifester would just go out and do it and make it happen. Yeah. A generator is supposed to wait and wait to respond to yeah. as it shows up into your life. Okay. So there might be some things where you're looking at like, yep, I'm supposed to go out and I'm supposed to initiate. And there might be some things where you're like, nope, nope, nope. I'm supposed to wait to respond. That makes sense. Okay. And, okay. and I found, I feel that in my life mm-hmm. and my, uh, maybe frustration you could call it is when to initiate, right. And when to hang back and just yes. allow it to happen. Well, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, that's the trick. Right. And so we'll talk right. about that a little bit more too. That's the trick is to figure out which ones do I wait for the, the response and which ones do I actually initiate? The biggest thing about when you, I want to kind of touch on this before we dive into that next part. The biggest thing about once you do figure out which to initiate and yeah. when you are in the, that initiation space is that the, the strategy for that is, is really informing is to make sure that you have really good communication and letting people around, you know, what's about to go down. Right. Okay. Especially with man, but with MG energy, it can be so fast, right. That sometimes we can <laughs> bypass that step and then we can alienate people. Like, mm. what, what just happened? True. Yes. Yes. That's true. Yeah. I see that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think, you know, based on what we chatted about just a little bit before the, um, before pressing, you know, the start button to recording. <laughs> was I think this will be the piece of the, the puzzle that will speak to the loudest. And that's all about making the decision. So even that when you're like, okay, the trick here is to learn when do I wait and when do I initiate? And then you have some like real life questions going on right now in terms of yeah. relationships and moving and all of that. Right. And what I love about human design is one, I mean, I love so many things about human design, but one of my favorites mm-hmm. is what's called your authority. Now your authority in, in like out in in human design language versus like real life language, like the language that we're using right now in the spiritual world is about tapping into your intuition. Right. right? And tapping into your intuition in the spiritual language, as I understand it now is all about how we get connected to our soul's calling, our soul's voice, our soul's Mm -hmm. yearning, connected to spirit, all of that. Right. And that, that that voice is our truth, is our personal truth. And when we're aligned to that and we're connected to that and we hear that voice, then we are on the right path for our life. We're, we're aligned with our life, right? Right. So that term in human design is just called your authority. Okay. Now, yeah. this is what's really, really fun is because there are different areas within your human design um, chart So in, so human design is kind of a combination of a couple of different ancient philosophies and religions. And one of them is the chakra system, right? So in the chakras, we have those seven energy centers. Well, in human design, we have nine energy centers. Okay. And so, um, 
those different energy centers. And so the reason I'm breaking this down a little bit is because when we talk about our intuition in the spiritual world, I think that it's very elusive, right? It's kind of like, I mean, sometimes we're like, our, it's our womb space. And sometimes it's like, it's our this and it's our that. And we're like, yeah. it's very kind of elusive. And the thing within human design is by understanding these different nine energy centers is that we can really tap into which ones are speaking to us when. And some oh. of them are like what I call like players on the team, but they're not the team captain. So for instance, okay. In human design, we have um, the splenic center, which is actually the home of your intuition. Like that's what we call intuition in human design is your splenic center. And that's that like spur of the moment that like, like in the moment kind of thing. And yours is defined, meaning that you have energy, you have a team player on your team talking okay. to you, yeah. right? Giving you information, feeding you. But if you were to have that be your authority, your splenic center, she's not the team captain. Right. Okay. So she's not the one who is in charge of giving you the right information that's connecting to your soul. Okay. okay? Yours okay. is the sacrum, the sacral okay. center. It's your gut. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love this because the sacral center is very audible and it has this like visceral, like audible sound. So even when you were like, mm, that comes from your gut. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So she's talking to you yeah, and she's absolutely. like, mm -hmm, yep. Then wait. Yeah. She's like, like, yes. I'm, hello. Thank yeah. you. I've been here the whole time the over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So when it comes to making these big life decisions right yeah. now, yeah. And we can, I can play around with some of these if you want to. The biggest yeah. thing is to start to ask yourself questions yes and no questions and answering from that gut space. Okay. Okay. Now here's the tricky part. Here's a fun part to play with is that even as I was saying that I saw you, and I see this a lot with, with, um, people who have a generators or people who have the sacral authority is that they're like playing with that concept. Right. And then they look up. And when you look up, oftentimes that's getting back into our head. So stay out of your head space. I'm going to stay out of your head space. I don't know if I had a dollar for every time someone told me stay out of my head stay out of your head right um that's fun we'll talk about your head space a little bit later too but the but when we when we're uncertain because our mind is not our authority our mind is not there is no authority that is in the mind it's not where our intuition lives but it is this over taxed space because that's what society has conditioned us to say that this is where the um, decisions are made but our mind is not the decision maker okay and so as you're starting to play with it it's really easy to get trapped back into the mind but it's like pull yourself back out of the mind and back down into the gut mm. so yeah let's play with this okay okay so let's do a yes or no. We're just going to do yes and no questions. And okay. then I'm going to have you go mm -mm, mm, and mm -hmm. okay. 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 All right. So is your name Tiffany? Mm -hmm. Do you have three kids? Mm -hmm. Were you born in California? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of a no question now. <laughs> <laughs> just got thrown off. Um, let's see. Um, Are you 35? Mm -mm. 
have you been divorced before? Mm -hmm. Do you want to stay in your current relationship? Whoa. Mm -mm. That's why I was like, whoa, because I could feel it. It came fast and hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know that was the biggest question that you had before we hopped yeah. on and it's really wow. powerful how, yep. And like all the emotions come with it too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, um, that's powerful. That's very interesting because we've recently gotten back together. We were separated for about a year and we still live together because of pandemic uh, my industry was shut down right so i didn't have um in steady income coming in so we we stayed living together because we do have a daughter together and then we've recently actually got back together and it was great but it's not great like there's just something that doesn't lie align. Does that make sense? Of course. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's very interesting when you like, I mean, I held back from just giving that immediate response because I also felt like all the tears coming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's powerful too, right? How you can see, like there's a big difference when you yeah. don't respond right away because you don't have the information yeah. And that's something that can happen. Like you might ask yourself a yes and no question and you won't be able to respond right away. And it's because you haven't had enough information yet. And your, your, your yeah. type isn't, doesn't have, it doesn't have what it needs yet. And that's probably more yeah. of the responding space, but then there is that time where you hold back because you're like, Ooh, wow. I actually know the truth. Right. Right. Yep. And so it, that's very clear that that's what was happening is that you kind of got engulfed by the emotion that was showing up because yeah. you knew it so clearly. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm curious as to why I got back into the relationship. If my gut knew that's not what I wanted. Well, I mean, there's a, there's so many different. Yeah. There's so many different reasons. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I can speculate by looking at your chart, I can speculate by what kind of is common human behavior. Yeah. But, um, but one of the reasons is because you, I mean, even you just said, right, like it's great. There's a lot of things that are great, but it's not right. And so if you get up into your head and you start thinking about all the things that are great, then that's how we can reject what are, what we know to be certain. Right. That's where we can doubt ourselves. Yeah. So when I'm looking at your chart and without, um, it's hard to talk really in depth about these different centers without having a visual in front of you. But when we look, when I look at your chart, there are, um, you have three totally open centers and these open centers are where we can be most conditioned in life. And that's where what do you mean, like most influenced or uh-huh. yep. okay. conditioned by okay. society, right? And okay. maybe a not so positive way. 
and or a way that's not so helpful to us. Yeah. Right? And um, and when it, it also means the, in these open centers, what it means is that you don't have a you don't have a regular consistent energy showing up for you in these mm. spaces. So when we look at your chart, you have two, two, two centers at the top of your head. So one's your Ajna and one is your head center and they're, and you know, in, in the chakra system, it's just one head center, right? <clears throat> but in human design, it's two and both of those are totally open. And so it's probably very easy for you to be influenced by other people's opinions, right? Mm -hmm. So probably even his opinions or other people's thoughts about what your relationship yeah. should look like or what it is. Or yeah. it's so all of those spaces could be um, very easily conditioned. You also have what's called an open, a wide open ego or will or heart space. And okay. I say or because those three terms kind of get interchanged, um, but all mean the same center, the, the same center. So will, ego, heart, center, all the same center. And it is also wide open. So that center is the home of your self worth. It's also the home mm. of your, your will to, um, you know, motivation, things like that. Okay. So with, you know, without knowing much about your history at all, um, probably something that's very fragile in your life is your sense of self-worth. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it doesn't matter how much work we've done on ourselves, how much therapy we've had, or how much, you know, like I, I say sometimes like how many I am statements or gratitude statements we've said, <laughs> like, yeah. Oftentimes that space, it will just kind of continue to show up. That will be a recurring, it can be a recurring theme in your life. And when we look at relationships and we look at divorce and we look at society and what that says, I'm sure yeah. that that probably um, messes with you. That sense of self-worth and breaking mm -hmm. up and all of that can probably mess with you. Yeah. So yeah, those absolutely. two spaces, yeah, the, the, those really three spaces, but those two themes seem very um, prominent in your chart. And so when you ask the question, you know, well, how, you know, if my gut knows, how come I'm willing to stay or why did I go back? It's like, well, because you have these other things that are talking to you too. Yeah. But it's the yeah. knowing of which one to listen to. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Can we just tell those others to shut up? Like... <laughs> Yeah. they're there for a reason right it's true it's very true for yes. a reason yes and I think too it's just about building a deeper trust with mm. your authority so then it's not about needing to shut them up they can still be there right and and okay they're there yeah, to support yeah, yeah. you in some way right and I think that that's something that's really empowering about human design too, is that even though that they're open and they can be subject to um, conditioning, they also are really here to be your biggest teachers. It's the space mm. where you grow wisdom. So, mm. you know, think of just even the theme of self-worth if we're, if we're talking about that, because I think that's a big one, especially among women and in our world right now. But this idea of self-worth and if you spend a good bit of lifetime 
learning this concept of self-worth, right? Because it's not steady energy. It's not something that you're going to have all the time. It's something that, you know, where you could look around at other people and you're like, man, how come that person doesn't have a confidence issue in the way that I have a confidence issue? And, you know, and that's, I think sometimes where we can continue to feel more lack is when we're like, well, let me do more work on it. Let me do more work on it. And it's still not showing up. And we're like, why isn't showing up? Like, then we can feel a sense of lack, but there's a very um, powerful abundance when we know that it's like, well, I'm not designed that way. I'm not designed yeah. to have that steady energy, but I am designed to learn a lot about self-worth. What makes us worthy? Yeah. What, what motivates us as human beings? And most of the time, it's not the shit that's being fed to us. Yeah. Yeah. So right? true. So right? true. So, yeah. so in essence, throughout your lifetime, you become this incredibly wise person about what yeah. true worthiness is and true motivation and true will looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't true. necessarily want them to go away or to shut up, right? Yeah, but that's that's very true. Because right I have just learned not being a lot. helpful. <laughs> I understand yes, they're not they being are. helpful right now, but they can be. They and can be. Just, yeah. It's just learning how to tap into them in a different way. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um. This that's funny because I I kind of am the person that people go to for wisdom, for relationship advice, for motherhood advice, for all those kinds of things, for healing advice, right? And there's sometimes where I don't know if you want to call it imposter syndrome or whatever, but I'm like, why are you coming to me? Like, I, I am a hot mess girlfriend, like, but, but at the same time, I'm not, Mm -hmm. I have lived many lives already and and I feel like I'm finally at a place where I may not have it all together and I probably never will and I'm okay with that well isn't that the truth for all of us yeah you're already the sage right like (laughs) you're all equally on the hot mess express and these beautiful wise beings yeah. And that's just sort of what the human experience is. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, too, I think that when you're talking about um, how people come up, come to you a lot for different things. Now your, your profile, which is kind of like how, um, how you work with people, how you learn things. Sometimes people say that it's like your personality, uh, your profile is what's called it's, it's numbers. It's a combination of numbers and yours is a three, five. Okay. Now the three in your profile means that you learn in life through what we call like, it's almost like a game of bumper cars. Like it's like you bump into life. You kind of like bump in and then like, boom, like, you know, like it's such a good yeah. visual, right? Like to kind of, yes, kinda, it's a very good visual. Feel that. Like you can feel how, yeah, my soul how that, feels that. Like you kind of, yeah, you kind of collide into life and then bump off. Yep. Right. And that's how you yes. learn. And so you are, you're yeah. like, a, you've experimented a lot. Yep. And you've tried a lot of different things. Yeah. And then that's how you know what works and what doesn't. Right. And then you are, you're meant to go and share that message with the masses. Yeah. So much sense. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't do this because I have, and this is my experience from it. And I raise my kids that way, honestly. Yeah. It's very, I'm very much like, I don't, I don't think you should do this. And this is why. And then, you know what? then it's very much like, okay, well, if you want to go to go learn your own lesson, then 
Yeah. 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 And that's so I let them figure it out on their own eventually. So yeah. Well, and that's what we kind of have to do as moms. It'd be fun to figure out too, if they're the same way, right? Because then they're not really going to resonate with your message of like, well, this is what I did. Cause they're going to be like, well, I got to go do it too. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got to go bump around too. <laughs> um, okay. So let's see. So there are two, uh, what I call there, I call them your two key signature emotions. And what that is, is that obviously we all experience the full range of emotions, but per each design type, there are these signature emotions that really help you understand if you're in alignment with your design or if you're out of alignment with your design. And now again, as a um, manifesting generator, you're kind of like in the middle of the both, like the, cause manifestors have their own emotions and generators have their own emotions. Yeah. Now the, the sign that you are in alignment with your design is satisfaction. And really like, that's just joy, right? Like what brings you joy? Yeah. What lights you up mm -hmm. and using your sacral response that mm -hmm, mm -hmm, as a way to really help you understand, like, which one do I want to do? Do I have energy for this? Right? So if it's like, sometimes we can feel obligated to do things, right? You get invited to an event or something. You're like, Oh, I really should be there, but do I actually want to? And you ask yourself and the answer is mm -mm, right. And it's because, you know, it's not going to light you up. Well, if it's not going to light you up, then guess what? It's not going to serve you. Whatever it is that we're thinking we need to be there for actually isn't going to serve you. Good to so know. Follow the joy. Yeah. Yeah. I've been working on that. That's like especially, of, especially being like my own, my own, um, being an entrepreneur and being, you know, running my own business. It's very much, okay, do I go to this networking event? Do I put on this thing or do I do this? Do I do that? And um, yeah, I've what I've found is that if I get to stressed about it or if it causes like I get like if things aren't just like flowing and then and like I get frustrated then I just don't do it because it's not I'm like it's not worth it to me oh do you want to know what the emotion is for if you're out of alignment <laughs> what frustration oh okay well there you go <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, there you go. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got it. You just got nailed it. it. Yep. So if you're frustrated, jump ship and then find the joy, okay. you know, and okay. that's, I think a really big thing as entrepreneurs and what is so helpful with being in alignment with your design is that we're not all meant to run a business in the same way. We're not all meant to market our business in the same way. And right. even if we're all on social media, you're not all you're like, we're not all meant to do it in the same way or to use the same, you know, whatever, all these different right. things that are available to you. It's really about finding the things that bring you the most joy. What lights you up? You know, even if we're talking Instagram, right? Like, do you enjoy yeah. making reels? Like I don't really, you know, like, so I don't do right. a whole lot of them. Again, I shared, I was like, I'm the storyteller. So I like to tell stories and, but not everybody is meant to be a storyteller, right? Not everybody. Right. So it's like figuring out what are the things that really get you excited when it comes to marketing your business or mm. showing up for your business. Right. Any questions about that? I don't think so. So you said the three and they said the other one was a five. In your profile. Yep. So yeah. three, five. So the three is the bumper cars. Okay. <laughs> and the yeah. five is where you are meant to go share then that message with the world. So the greater people. So something that could okay. be really helpful too, is that I have a five in my profile and, um, I had a friend reach out to me and she was like, she wanted to do a reading and she's like, you know, 
I'll pay you, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. And I told her, and a lot of times, right, some of these big, I don't know how much work you do when it comes to entrepreneurship, when it comes to money mindset or all this, but, you know, a lot of the money mindset stuff is like, well, always get paid for your services, blah, 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 blah. And, and for me, it doesn't feel right to have my friends pay me. I'm not meant to work with my friends. And so yeah. I like shared with her, I'm like, I'm happy to do a reading with you, but do not pay me. I don't want you to pay me because I'm not meant to work with my friends. Right. But I'm happy to have a conversation with you because I love you and you're yeah. struggling. And I think this could be a tool that can help you. And that that's, that's how I'm going to show up. Right. And so as a five, that's something, and it, that's something for you to just kind of like notice and to play with is that your, your business isn't meant to be with your friend circle. Your business is yeah. meant to be with strangers, with the big, it's big. Yeah. It's a lot of people getting yourself really out there into the world. And so your friends can be your connectors or your friends can be something else, but they're really not meant to be like your clients or your um, staff or your team or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely realized that because I, um, through the Rolf Institute, when I was in that school, um, we learned about, it's called dual relationship. Mm -hmm. and I, they don't re recommend for you to work on family and friends mm -hmm. in that kind of very intimate body altering, life altering experience, because you're too close mm -hmm. to the person that you know, you might muddle things up, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a former just... therapist. So same thing, oh, okay. right? Yeah. yeah. You're not supposed to work with friends and family. Just not supposed right. to do it, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. But, you know, it's so fascinating is that sometimes that just doesn't make a whole lot. I mean, yes and no, right? Depend Because we all have those different sort of like lineages. But being a therapist, I see so much healing that goes on beyond like the therapy and where that can actually go wrong. Because some people actually could do really, really well helping their yeah. and family if they have the boundaries and if they have the understanding of what their the integrity within their right. um, profession is. Right. And I think that that's more important than just doing a hard and fast, like you're supposed to work with friends or you're not supposed to work with friends, right? You're supposed to work with, close yeah. people, you're not supposed to work with close people. Yeah. Because just have your discernment. You're right. Because if, right? if we're at home or whatever, and someone's hurting, my first response is to go sit down next to them and help them with whatever it is. Yeah. But if they want to go through a whole 10 series, I'm going to recommend them to go to someone else. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Thank you. Clarity. Okay, good. Okay, good. Um, so let's see here. So one of the things that um, I think is fun is talking about your environment and your okay. environment is the spaces and places where you're meant to thrive. And in human design, they um, have fun names like caves and mountains and shores and kitchens and markets and all sorts of stuff, but they're not meant to be literal. So for instance, okay. I'm a kitchens person. I'm not meant to live in my kitchen. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> the irony. Can you see my kitchen behind me? I'm yeah. actually in my kitchen right now, but, um, but <laughs> that doesn't have much to do with the fact that um, it doesn't have anything to do with where, where I necessarily thrive. Yours is shores. And so, no, you don't have to live by the beach, even though it sounds like you have for pretty much your entire life. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I even moved away for about 16 years and ended up back by the ocean. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so sometimes that can feel, um, truth, but it's also, it's also something that's really about playing with the concept of it. So the concept okay. of the shores is the idea of getting out on an island. 
Okay. So if you think about being out on an island and even that like metaphor of being out on an island, it's the idea of getting away from everybody, right? Like, and sort of in this like lonely sense almost. But that sounds so funny just to get away from everyone. And that to me, sounds amazing. Right. But that's essentially like for you to thrive having that. And so sometimes when your soul is like beckoning for that, and as a mom, I think, I think we're all beckoning for that as mothers. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit sometimes. I even said today, I was like, I need three days alone by myself. But um, sometimes I think I'm one of those people that I'm like, I don't know if they got my, my type right. But, um, (laughs) but but the idea of like getting out on an island and so if as you get out on an island it's a way for you to gain some perspective as to what's going on to thrive and to get into that kind of space too and uh even seeing your background it's really cool because a lot of times people who are shores people are really into these like far off like galaxies and concepts right so getting into the stars getting into the faraway galaxies stargazing um getting like the depths of the ocean like all of these things that are sort of like just these like far out kind of like concepts that really speak to your soul a little bit and help you uh get into really just that that vibration right that helps you really feel like you are in the space that is nourishing to your soul and then helps you thrive yeah. After you kind of get away into your galaxy, you shoot up into outer space and you, you know, get off on your island and all of those things. It's really about then coming back. If you think like literally, right, like the like shuttles that go into outer space and yeah. then they come back and they share like what has happened, mm-hmm. what their experience has been like. And that's kind of what the concept is for you. So even that that, yeah, getting out on the island and then coming back and sharing it a little bit more. And it really sounds yeah. like it. this whole, even as I'm describing it, it really sounds like it aligns even with that, like, you know, the bumper cars. It's like you're really going through a whole bunch yeah. of life experiences and then coming back and sharing those life experiences. Yeah, I kind of think of like when you say shores, almost like what we were talking about earlier, it's that, that ebb and flow, the tide goes out and it comes back in. Mm-hmm. Mm, right it goes out and collects all these deep beautiful pieces of the ocean and it comes back in and then you get like these seashells and these sand dollars and all these things that it shares with everybody else oh I love that I love that where in your life do you really see that coming into play through my work Mm-hmm. Um, I'm most happy. I'm most satisfied, right? We'll go with that when I'm, when I'm working and I don't mean then when money sense, but when I am can show up for people and create a safe space for them to heal in whatever capacity, whether they just need to talk, whether they need energy work, and then at the end of the day, I like to go home and be quiet and be by myself and dive into either education or books or things that I can collect and absorb mm. and utilize later. Mm. Mm. I see that so beautifully in your, and uh, you know, your description of that, of like, you know, of the ebb and the flow of the tide. And, you know, as you're like, I show back up for my clients and then I retreat back to my house and yeah. learn more and take in more. And then I show back, yeah. up, I take that, I show, I bring it back to my clients and then I come back and that's a really, that's such a beautiful description that you just gave. Yeah, thank you. All right. 
So we went through a lot. Yeah. Like, and it seems like we kind of came in like hard and strong too. <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. Right. Like it's, it's sometimes like the, like we can trail off and stuff, but it feels like we really like hit some big, like yeah. big nuggets in a short period of time. So um, I am wondering if you have any questions or if there's a specific yeah. space that you kind of want to dwell in a little bit more. Um, so I have like seen my chart before I've looked it up like a while ago mm-hmm. and I was curious about the, what is it? It's like something about the cross of love or some, does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What so, is that? So to be totally honest, I don't do a whole lot of work okay. with the, um, with the different crosses and so I can't even give you like a whole bunch of information about that yeah. because it's just not as like uh, with human design, like we were sharing it with astrology. Yeah. It can go so deep and it's just not a space that I've really um, gotten into as much. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm not, the, okay. I'm not the vessel of knowledge with that one. <laughs> That's okay. One thing that I do um, see that I think is really cool is that you have a defined G center. And so we did, we spent some time talking about your open spaces and the wide open spaces, but you have um, two spaces that are very defined. And one is your G center and one is your throat center. And so with your G center, that is the home of your love and direction. And so where we were saying before, The, um, in the Ajna, the head and the, the will center, there isn't consistent energy that shows up in those spaces. There is consistent energy that shows up in your G center, which is of love and direction. So you probably have a very consistent feeling of being loved. And there is this, this polarity too, within the centers. And so it's like the, the, the consistent energy that is available to you is one of, I know I am lovable. I know yeah. I am love. I know that I am here to give love. And then also I know where I want to go. Yeah. I know where I want to go. I know where my direction is in my life. And a lot of people you'll see, like, um, for instance, I have an open G center. And so it's very, it's a regular occurring theme for me to, even though I do feel like I have um, a steady direction in my life, it's, it's a recurring theme that like almost like these micro bits where I will say like, I just feel so lost. Even though I know I'm not lost. I'm like, how do I feel lost? I was just found last week. Right. And then I'll get found again. I'm on the exact same path, but I was like, just feel so lost. But people with that steady, um, sense of direction in their life typically don't experience it in that sort of a way you might get off the path, but for the most part, you know, you know, where your life is going, you know, where you want to go, you know, um, you have that, like that it's a really grounded energy to me to have that. That's how I I would experience. That's how I experience others experiencing that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I am. Despite if, yeah, like the whole, my whole weird headspace where it's like, feels like it never shuts off. Right. It's more, I guess I need to practice getting back into that sacral space. For the most part, I always do feel grounded, Mm -hmm. rooted, in a way I'm always I'm easily I can easily connect back in Mm -hmm. to 
spirit to earth to whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And it's so fascinating too, you know, because in our like normal human language, we sort of put all of those together. It's like, we don't understand them. So we just group them all together. We like group the emotions and the self-esteem and the love, like in one box. And so that can feel really confusing when you're sorting through them and you're like, well, I do feel this, but I don't feel this. But so does this mean that this is off too, because they're supposed to be in the same box, but they're not in the same boxes. They're very different boxes. Right. And so that's something to kind of like also just tap into and to, to, to honor, honor that certainty, right. And to value it and to see it, Mm -hmm. especially when you're feeling, um, when you're, you know, feeling the doubt within your, the self-worth, it's like knowing though, that you're still love, right. And you still carry love and you still have love. Yeah. And, you know, even when we talk about the end of a relationship, because those Mm -hmm. can be really challenging things. It's like reminding yourself that like, and you don't have to remind yourself because it's always there, but allowing yourself to come back to that and to the, and to honor that, that love will always be there for you. Yeah. In myself. Which then. Yeah. Also means that it's all around you. Hmm. Interesting. Right. If you have the love within yourself, then, then love is abundant (laughs) to you. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And then the other center that is very defined is your throat center. Your throat center. <laughs> yeah, as I cough. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. So your throat center is essentially what in human design we call like the hub of manifestation because it takes all of the energy from these other spaces and -hmm. it allows us to verbalize them, which is then in essence is how, you know, we manifest and make things come to life. And so you have um, several gates in your, in your throat center that are, uh, are defined. And that means that you have a a very uh, definitive voice you have a, um, you know, you know what your voice is, you know, and even when we doubt that, that, and that that's an interesting space, especially for women, because even with those of us who have, because I also have a very defined throat center. It's fun to see podcasters that have the defined throat centers, right? Because yeah. it's like, we got stuff to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And so, but with yours, um, it, it, but I'm sorry, as, uh, as women, so much, so many of us have been societally conditioned to quiet. Yep. It's so funny that we did the exact same both hand, the hand thing. Yeah. That, but we did the exact same hand <laughs> motion, like mums the word at the exact same time. So clearly yeah. that is a message that we've both felt. And that's, uh, it's right. to, to quiet our voice, to not be too loud, to not express ourselves, to not have too big of an opinion, to not be a know-it-all to, I mean, right. Could we go on and on and on? <laughs> you absolutely could. Just to not yeah. too yes. much, right? And so reconnecting, um, if if it's a space, because again, it's like it's the polarities of the energy. So it's like you either have it, right, and you're showing up for it in a in a healthy way, or or we're suppressing it, right? Yeah. And so it's like um, really yeah. identifying that. And I think it's just sometimes a beautiful remembrance. You know, within mm. human design, a lot of this is a remembrance, or it's like once we see the information you know, in 3d, then we feel it in 40 and 5d. 
Isn't that ironic? I just, that was the first time I said that, but it just feels very interesting to me that, right? Like when we see it on that physical <laughs> level, that, that then it really does, it like resonates on this, like this spiritual level. And then it gives us so much permission to just step into that truth. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, a couple months ago, I did a session with an Akashic records reader. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And so we use numerology and one of the big numbers that came up for me consistently was three, which is the communicator. Mm. So with a defined throat, I mean, it's, you know, it's same, same, but different. Right. I know. I know the themes just keep showing up and it's like, well, you know, it's, it's so fun. Cause it's same soul. Yeah. <laughs> same right. soul talking right. to it. Like it's trying to talk to us in all of the different ways, letting you know, like get it out there. Yeah. We share a similar gate too within the throat. And that is, um, it's essentially, so uh, I'm sorry, it's a channel. So it connects the throat to the intuitive center. And it's okay. this concept of, it's called talent, the channel of talent. And it is this concept of um, patiently pursuing your talents mm. to be, you know, to a state of, of, excellence and so sometimes that's related to music and art and writing I'm curious what form that takes for you um writing that's the one for me too yeah I've and I've been oh yeah you're writing your book of your life story I'm writing a book I'm writing a book um and it's funny the more I like say it the more things come through and then I just like have to get a piece of paper and a pen and just start getting it out. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, well, again, I think we just, we did a lot and hit a lot of hard yeah. points in a short period of time, but um, is there any final thoughts or questions that you have about what we've discussed today? I don't think so. Um, that whole get out of your head, <laughs> get into your gut. And that exercise I think is great. I think I'm really going to use that. And like, and I can do that with myself, correct? 100%. Yeah. I just ask myself questions. Like, yeah, girl, oh, you're oh. connected to your soul. You don't yeah. need me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And that's, yeah. initially- that, was, that was powerful. I was just like, Whoa, like I wasn't expecting um, that much clarity, that much clarity and such a like visceral reaction. Yeah. 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 Well, Thank good. I, that's, that's one of the things that like, when we, when you shared what you were interested to tap into your chart about, I was like, oh, definitely, um, yeah. knowing your authority, I think will be the most powerful in some of these questions that you're having. Right. Yes. Well, thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Yes. absolutely my pleasure all right bye tiffany bye so i hope you enjoyed today's episode as you probably experienced that one of the most powerful parts through this episode was when tiffany was able to identify really what her soul was longing for in terms of her current relationship And receiving that information from her own inner guidance was a bit overwhelming in the moment. And 
sometimes when that happens, it can be really confusing. And I just wanted to come on here to talk a little bit more about what to do now, how to really um, stay in alignment and integrity with your soul. Because while I share that your authority is your team captain, you do have these other players on your team, these other centers that are still talking to you. And you don't want to alienate them. You don't want to get out of alignment with them. You don't want to abuse any sort of trust with them. And so if your uh, splenic center is not quite ready for a major life change because your splenic center is designed to keep you safe, well, that's okay. That's something to acknowledge and be aware of. Or let's say your emotion center is really taking you on a wave right now. It's okay to go on that wave of grief. And it's also okay if your will center is open and really giving you messages of doubt. That's okay to acknowledge and be there with that. It's through this process that we still get in touch with our shadows in the real moment Versus if we were to just absolutely act immediately on our intuition or on our authority, or in this case on your sacral response, and risk throwing the rest of your system off, right? So it's okay to take a little bit of time to, especially as a generator, right, to respond to how you're feeling with all of these other systems talking to you. It's okay to take as much time as you need too. There's no pressure in this society. We are such a, you know, hustle and get up and make it happen and and navigate it now and do the thing now and whatever. And when you receive the truth from your own self, it's really easy to fall into that as well. And so I just want to um, share this with you because as you begin to play with this a little bit more, as you begin to navigate your journey in human design and get in closer touch with your authority and really start to begin that trust with your own intuitive process that you know that it's okay and to just continue to operate with grace and take time with yourself and be gentle with yourself. Your sacral will not be mad at you for it. So I hope that was helpful, and I can't wait to hear uh, what you thought about the episode. If you feel called to, I would love for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or uh, share this one out with your friends. Thanks. See you soon.